Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Four quarters and an overtime for Oklahoma City's bench players to finally succumb to the Los Angeles Clippers bench players. LA 107, Oklahoma City 103. This is the Thunder Nation podcast. I'm Matt Hofeld along with Zach Lowe and Craig Hofeld. Yes, there is a relation there. Um, hey, guys, this is a special podcast for me because I am the resident Clippers fan of the group. You guys being the the Oklahoma City homers that you are. Um this is a game – I will tell you this. All, all night long, even when, um, even when Oklahoma City was winning big, I wasn't fretting because I was like, this game doesn't mean anything to either team. Clippers are already locked into their first-round match. They'll start Monday against the Mavericks. Oklahoma City's already locked into their first-round match. They'll start Tuesday against the Rockets. But, Zach, you just informed me right before we started recording – that this does, in fact, mean something. And so you guys are keeping an eye on the Houston-Philadelphia game with the uh, Rockets currently getting crushed by Joel Embiid. So tell me why this game mattered to you guys. Well, everybody knows how important bragging rights are. And uh, to finish ahead of the Rockets would just mean utter chaos on the Twitter sphere. And uh, I'm, I'm 100% here for it. I'm looking for all of the, uh, all of the takes because I've started to see a little bit. I've seen everything from so, – so by now everybody knows Russell Westbrook. He's probably going to miss a couple of games uh, in the playoffs. It's kind of unknown. I say that. He, he beat COVID in like right. an hour or something like that. It, it took him like, you know, a day tops, uh, and he was over it. So uh, there's no telling how quickly he's going to recover from his quad strain. But I've seen some takes already from Rockets Twitter that they're actually better off without him because the offense runs so much smoother when he's not in the game. I I don't understand that. Uh, I've seen uh, some Facebook posts from from Rockets fans that are we're going to get killed. They've got Stephen Adams and Nerlens Noel and even that Mike Muscala guy, and we don't all we have is PJ Tucker playing the five, and Russell Westbrook is hurt, and we're going to get smacked and all. That. So it's just an interesting uh, conglomerate of opinions, which is the case with any fan base. But I, I tend to see I've loved I have so much loved seeing the last six or seven years of Russell Westbrook is trash. He's a ball hog. Uh, yada 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 and then all of a sudden he arrives in Houston and early on there were so many of them that were so mad about it but then he started playing really well and it's like ah Russell Westbrook triple double machine yahoo we love this guy and it's it's just funny to see people flip the script which I get it I did the same thing with Chris Paul but 
I didn't spend all of my extra time and energy hating on Chris Paul. Like I've seen Rockets fans do with Russell Westbrook over the years. It's like most of them aren't working nine to five jobs. They were working nine to five. I hate Russell Westbrook. And now that he's in Houston, they love the guy. So it's just, it, it, it's going to be fun. If this game pans out, it looks like the, the Sixers are up by 21 and it's not even halftime. So Again, that doesn't mean anything. We know how these games go, the ebbs and the flows. But uh, if, if the Rockets do end up losing, it'll be fun to see um, at least some type of Houston meltdowns going on on social media. Well, Mike D'Antoni said before the game that the uh, Rockets starters would only play the first half. So I would say that this game is fairly close to, going, to holding to what's, you know, the results going to be determined in the first half, I guess is what I'm saying, because I would be shocked if Joel Embiid uh, in company come out there and get a lot of floor time in the second half. Craig is the former president of the, um, of the Russell Westbrook super fan club. Do you share Zach's thoughts on this? You, you want, you want those bragging rights over, over Russ and company? Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime there's a, there's a trade that goes down, you, you know, you see a guy that, that you loved and played for you for so long, go to somewhere else. Um, everyone immediately goes to who won the trade. Who's who's in a better situation. And, um, of course, it would be cool to say that, you know, the, the Thunder has uh, lost their best player in franchise history and turn around and had a better record than that team that he went to the following season. So, yeah, it, of course, it doesn't mean anything, but it, it would definitely be cool. And especially, I don't know if Zach mentioned this about the petty uh, Houston Twitter fans. I was zoned out for a minute, but those guys will be all over the place. So it's always nice to uh, have that edge over them. You guys are awesome. Okay, uh, so we'll, we'll stay with you, Craig. Dennis Schroeder back in the bubble. First game back, really wasn't for sure. Even last night, Zach, you and I were texting about this. Wasn't for sure last night whether he would get court time today. Uh, but he ended up playing 25 minutes, scored 17 points, three for three from three-point range, 50% from the floor, six to 12 altogether. Outside of being a little bit um, uh, overzealous in some of his defensive tactics and drawing those four fouls, Craig, I mean, you got to be happy with what you saw. I mean, Schroeder looks the part uh, after going home to see his baby born. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, as Thunder fans, you saw everything you wanted to see from Schroeder tonight came out. Didn't look too out of shape, anything. Uh, I saw him breathing hard a couple times, especially right before halftime, but that's just normal. Uh, there's not a lot you can do to stay in game shape unless you're playing in those games. So, um, yeah, loved it. Like you said, three for three from beyond the arc. Um, he threw in four assists as well during that 25 minutes. So uh, despite the defensive e eagerness there, I guess. Um, but I, I, at the same time, I love to see that from him because I feel like he's a guy who doesn't too often show that side of his game. So um, I'm glad that he was eager to come out and play. Zach, I want your thoughts on Dennis Schroeder, but also uh, uh, Chris Paul didn't play. Um, I, you know, they, they say he's got a sprained left thumb, but I don't think he was going to play regardless. Um, Give us some thoughts on Chris Paul and then also on, on Dennis Schroeder. Well, the timing worked out really perfectly. To everybody's benefit that Chris Paul set out this game. He's been relatively healthy for the whole season. Uh, I mean, as far as we're aware, he's not dealt with any real injuries whatsoever. And that was my biggest concern with him coming into the season. And uh, he's been healthy. Uh, he's been injury prone in the past and he's not had to deal with any of this and we can contribute some of that success to the the hiatus that took place and he definitely benefited from that but uh, the timing of him getting injured and Schroeder I mean he must have just slipped into the bubble Monday night just in time to meet the four-day quarantine quota to get in because 
uh, here's the thing. This game was meaningless. We said mm -hmm. that. We, 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 the outcome did not matter. Uh, but you cannot take away the meaningful minutes that were played by so many different guys. And to me, in my mind, uh, is Schroeder going to have a terrible postseason if he does not get these 25 and a half minutes? Of course not. But to get just one, you know, one game in, not even a full game, to get those reps in, uh, kind of shake off. I mean, I, I, I played – football for years I was nervous for every game I don't know if these guys still get nervous after all these years but to be away from the team for that long and then get to come back uh, I think it's and we mentioned this a few weeks ago probably therapeutic for him to right. get back on the court and not have to worry so much about he knows his wife's okay he know, knows his new baby's okay uh, he, he knows everything's well with his family and he to get back on the court with the guys, you just saw him smiling before the before the game in warm-ups. You could tell he was glad to be back with the team. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure they were glad to have him back. I don't know if they were like popping streamers and throwing confetti and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but I'm sure they were glad to have him back. And with Chris Paul being forced to sit, he gets to slide in the starting lineup. He gets some of that extra run. He's still playing with the same guys that he'll be playing with, minus Chris Paul, uh, in those crunch time situations. And then he got some some run later in the game with the younger guys that he would also be coming in with uh, in terms of the second unit. So although his minutes came at different times, he still played close to what he normally would with a lot of the same guys that he normally would. So uh, – for what it's worth, this is pretty close to, to a, a real game situation for him. And I thought he played so well. He came out, he had a lot of en energy. Uh, like you pointed out, the four fouls, that's probably the only really downside. The two turnovers that he had, uh, again, he's just trying to make some things happen and kind of it, it gets away from you. So uh, to me, the biggest, uh, not surprise, but the best part, uh, the most pleasant surprise, I guess you could say, of his performance is the three from three from downtown. Right. When he's shooting consistently from behind the arc, uh, Look out. That's all, that's all I got to say is look out. So, uh, very solid performance for him. Uh, obviously, you know, you look at the minus 10 that he had while he was in there. That's not necessarily indicative of his play uh, so much as the team. But I'm happy with what, what it was. And I feel uh, so much more relieved knowing that he's in the bubble, he's seen the court, and we're, we're going into the game. Uh, we're going to the, into the postseason, and he's ready to go. By Tuesday, uh, I, I feel like Chris Paul is going to play regardless. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, how uh, serious the injury is. I think this is by far uh, just, just a, a cautious decision to sit him out. There's, there's literally no point in him having played this game anyway. So take the extra couple days, use that to get healthy, use that to get back, and I think he'll be good. He, I'm sure he'll probably have a wrap on it or something of that nature. But when it comes down to it, uh, he's a competitor. He's tough. He, he's not going to sit out this opportunity, especially right, for since sure. we're playing Houston. Yeah, that, because, you know, we talk about Russell Westbrook being in Houston, but I think this this series coming up, and we're going to talk more about the series at, here in just a few minutes, but it's got to be equally as important to Chris Paul as it is to Russell Westbrook. Is it not, Craig? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this was a guy who was, was happy with where he was at in Houston, thought everything was going well, uh, apparently was told everything was fine. He wasn't going anywhere. Um, and then this, this trade went down. So I think um, as well as Chris Paul being um, a good guy and uh, just willing to be a part of whatever team he could be up, I also think his attitude coming into the Thunder and how he handled things and how he was all about business and wanting to lead his team was also about proving mm -hmm. you guys made the wrong choice. You should have kept me. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a real bummer if he's not 100% because we've talked about for so long 
we've never seen him play, you know, 100% for this long. He's played, I think, as many games this season as he has maybe in the last four or five years. So um, for him to not be ready to go in the playoffs would be a real bummer for sure. Oklahoma City falls to the Clippers 103-107. If it's a game that you checked out on, don't feel bad about it because even Doc Rivers checked out at the half and said, you know what, San Cassell, you take over. I'm going to go enjoy Orlando, sit in the hot tub, drink a pina colada or something like that. You know, the interesting thing here is the the Clippers played – eight bench players, excuse me, the Thunder played eight bench players. And I think the Clippers only played eight players altogether. But when you look at, we've talked, Zach, particularly you and I, we've talked at length about how deep and young this Oklahoma City team is. We Of, of the eight guys that came off the bench, I, I pretty much know where you're going to go with this. So I'm <laughs> setting you up with the softball. Who was the most impressive tonight? Uh, it's got to be uh, Devin Hall for sure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Hamadou Diallo, he has been a guy that – okay, so first off, as a rookie, I loved him, his athleticism, his explosiveness. Uh, he goes and he wins slam dunk contest last year in 2019. Very exciting player, very raw player. Uh, not, not so much skilled as just kind of one of those athletes that has a very high potential if you can develop some of that skill. And I didn't see a lot of that during the, the first 60-plus games. Not a lot of development. Still still looking very much athletic, not very skilled, raw. Couldn't find his spot in the rotation. And then enter the, the postponement of the season. He gets a few extra months, Come back, comes back to the bubble. And all of a sudden, he is the sixth, the seventh guy uh, to get into the game, you know, to uh, c- come up coming to the game one of the first guys off the bench and I started asking the question to myself is he a main rotation guy is, is this a, a serious thing is Billy D's tinkering because he likes to do that sometimes but I, to me even in a meaning, meaningless game obviously this is heavy bench uh, 70 points overall for the bench by the way an Oklahoma City Thunder record uh, it's really hard to gauge, like, does this mean something or was this just kind of coincidence? Uh, to me, it means something. 27 points, that's a career high for him. Uh, four of eight from the three-point, that's a career high for him. He plays 40 minutes, that's obviously a career high for him. Uh, I think he's capable of off for the 27 points, 11 rebounds, only two turnovers. Which I think the most impressive stat of all of that is the only two turnovers. He plays – so much energy on both ends of the floor that he's prone to turn it over. He's prone to get into foul trouble. He did have five fouls. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the officiating tonight. It was one-sided or anything. It was, they were very ticky-tack. I don't like that type of game. It's boring. Uh, this game was already questionable as is. When it comes to the entertainment side, we were ready for it to be over, and they just kept blowing the whistle. But overall, to me, he's proven that he deserves to get onto the court at some point. He can bring some of that energy which to me, if you're a bench guy, number one thing you have to do is bring energy into the game. Don't come mm-hmm. in and lollygag. Don't come in and stand around. Don't come in and walk walk back. Uh, don't come in and just jack up shots, which uh, don't, don't even get me started on, you know, Kevin Hervey or Deontay Burton, some of those guys coming in off the bench and doing that. Uh, Diallo, he, just, he plays with energy. He's got r- really just one thing in mind. Uh, there's one basketball, and I want it. And it doesn't matter if he's on offense. He's just going out at full speed. And uh, obviously, like I said, come back to Biden with the five fouls. But when it comes down to it, you need guys that are willing to come, come out there and hustle. And 
to me, that's what has kept him uh, in, in the conversation of being on the court. He has started to develop some more of that skill level. Uh, found a shot tonight, obviously, which he hasn't done a whole lot in the past. But I, I think this is a great opportunity for him to work his way into a couple postseason games against a team like the Rockets that are smaller and, and you know, athletic themselves and see what he can do. For the Clippers, you had a young, a young guy by the name of Terrence Mann kind of going off um, 27 points. Oh, sorry, that was Hamid. I'm looking at the wrong stats. Uh, 25 points for Terrence Mann, 14 boards, one assist shy of a triple-double with, with nine assists. They tried really it. hard. And, and, you know, give Oklahoma City credit for doing what they could. They were very aware that the rookie was trying to get a triple-double, so give them credit for, for shutting that down. But the only reason I'm bringing that up is because – Zach, I believe it took me about 13 months, but we went double or nothing. So I'm officially off the hook for my breakfast bet that I had with you. Uh, but Craig, you are now on the hook for breakfast with me. So uh, like, there's, is there anything else you can draw this game, Craig, other than the bubble experiment is over with? It was a smashing success on all accounts. And now you look forward to the playoffs beginning on Monday. Yeah mentioned this being a pointless game and it was as far as the result it doesn't matter but um getting these guys more playing time you know Diallo having 40 minutes tonight I, I don't think he's probably ever played 40 minutes in his career mm-hmm. um and, and you know like like Zach said having you know since getting into the bubble being that seventh eighth guy off the bench um has certainly been a boost of confidence for him and I think a, a lot of times younger guys when they kind of lose spots in the rotation uh, kind of takes a shot at their confidence more than anything. And so him being trusted with more minutes, I think that only instilled more confidence in himself and then being able to go out there and be the leader tonight, as far as I'm concerned, um, I, I think that was huge. And then, you know, same thing with, with the other guys. Um, we didn't get quite the night we were hoping out of Baisley, but again, anytime the second unit can be leading the charge, getting those 70 points as a unit off the bench, uh, there would have been a time in Thunder uh, basketball in the history of this team that that would have happened. This game would have been a blowout, like 30, 40 points easily. Um, we used to dread the times when the bench had to come out onto the court. And so um, it, th- that's the one thing I could take away from this is just getting those guys more playing time. So who would you say is your uh, bubble MVP for the Thunder, Craig? I think you got to go with Darius Baisley, man. Um, just kind of – Came out and, and showed the improvements that he's made. Um, was it three games of 20 plus points? Mm-hmm. Three in a row. row. Yeah, yeah. So um, to me, you got to go with him. Uh, I, I think he can come in and contribute in the postseason. And there's been some jokes on Twitter about him being the, the best three point shooter in the NBA right now, which is definitely a stretch. But I, I tend to think now, anytime he shoots it, it's going in. It's, it's funny that you say that, actually, because he was two for five from three tonight but he was one for seven from two and he kept trying to drive and do this little little pop shot and to my to me I'm thinking bro just do your little step back three because you're knocking those down Uh quit going for the two you're just wasting your time it kind of looks weird too but it's always it seems like he's just lining that thing up Zach are you um you're you're in agreement on Baisley uh, I am and I mean I could go the alternate route and uh throw it at Dennis Schroeder Obviously, with him gone, missing six games, uh, the Thunder struggled mm-hmm. in some of those, and, and it was some growing pains at times. And uh, at the same time, some of those games were kind of away. You, you knew the, the way it was going to go down, or the Thunder's 
situation was kind of resolved, so they didn't need to play everybody. It's kind of hard to tell how those games would have actually turned out had they been at full capacity. But uh, it's pretty obvious that he was missed, and I'm going to have him back. But in terms of guys played, I think Darius Baisley, by far, he deserves to be in the conversation for uh, – I know they're doing, like, the all-bubble team. He's probably not going to make that. But if there was, like, a most improved for the bubble, uh, he would definitely be in the conversation for that. And as far as the Thunder's MVP, he was uh, – Definitely, even when he struggled, he was still finding ways to contribute. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I definitely think he deserves uh, the high praise that he's received, not just from his teammates and, and Thunder fans, but even national attention that he's got. Well, let's talk across the board, Zach. Uh, when you look at all the teams in the bubble, biggest disappointment, go. Uh, it's got to be the Wizards come to mind immediately. Mm-hmm. They were, <laughs> Here's the thing. You see that they get invited uh, to come to the bubble, and I, I was kind of like, is that just we, we need to give uh, an extra team in the East a chance because we gave all these teams in the West a chance? Uh, they were a major disappointment in my mind. They just, you know, they finally win their last game, whoop-de-doo. Uh, Orlando didn't perform all that well, but, again, they were kind of locked in at the eight. Anyway, uh, in the West, it's got to be probably the Pelicans. They, right. they came in with this super easy schedule, and – the NBA was propping them up to make it into the playoffs mm-hmm. and they just completely blew it. And to me, that says maybe Zion's not quite as developed as everybody thought he was. Maybe he's not as quite the complete player that everybody thought he was. Maybe he's not Jesus in a Jersey. Like so many people th- thought that he was, uh, I- I'm, I'm very impressed with, uh, Portland, uh, uh obviously insane, uh, disappointed for the Suns for, cause yeah, of what they sure. did. Uh, but I, I was happy to see that, you know, the Grizzlies have, chance because I feel like they did earn it through those initial 60 however many games and they didn't get it you know completely taken away from them they got their play-in shot against uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum and their crew tomorrow and uh, it would just it would make my weekend to see the Grizzlies win two games and make it into the eight spot for so many reasons but mm-hmm. uh, maybe that's a conversation for another day. Craig I, I, I've got New Orleans pegged as my uh bubble disappointment for many of the same reasons that Zach said, I, you know, Zion uh, had big expectations and did not deliver. Wasn't really in shape uh, when he arrived to the bubble. New Orleans is the team that when the shutdown happened, I remember you and I having a conversation about this and just before the shutdown and me saying, you know, if, if New Orleans can get that eight seed, they're the team that can really wear you out in the playoffs because I felt like they were just kind of starting to catch a really good rhythm at that point. Um, and then they just, they didn't deliver in the bubble, so they're my disappointment. Do you have someone other than Washington or New Orleans? Yeah, I'm going to kind of take the, the flip side of what you guys are going with. You guys went with some teams who are competing to get into the, the playoffs, but for me, the Lakers came out yes. and uh, laid a big goose egg. I mean, I know towards the end of it, they stopped playing. You know, LeBron only played 15 minutes in their last game or something like that, but uh, there were definitely times where the, this Lakers team was was trying to win. You could even throw out that Thunder game against them, mm-hmm. uh, playing LeBron into the fourth quarter. So to to go with the excuse for the Lakers that you know they had it locked up, they weren't you know they're trying to rest, they weren't winning. They're, no, they were trying to win some games, and it wasn't working for them. They they couldn't find that camaraderie on the court that other teams were able to find. And to me, if I was a Lakers fan, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, Zach, he, he used the right word, camaraderie on the court. I, I, I would say chemistry issues as well. I, I just I, I don't know that they're clicking right now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird because, you know, LeBron has been 
notorious for the phrasing makes his teammates better. And, and I, you know, I definitely would not argue that. I think that's the, the things that he does. Uh, I mean, he, he wins, he's a winner. So obviously if he to a losing situation and they win, he's making the team better. And I, it, it was a surprise to many that the Lakers missed the playoffs last year. Uh, it wasn't a huge surprise to me. Uh, I believe preseason 2018, Craig and I both had the Lakers pegged uh, mid to lower playoff seating for the Lakers. Uh, didn't necessarily see them missing, but it, it, it's just the thing. You put so much pressure on him when he doesn't meet it. Does that mean he's a failure? I, I, I don't know. But the fact that what it's going to come down to is – his leadership in the bubble, is he going to step up and lead like he's done so many times, or is he going to make excuses? I've never considered him much of an excuse maker, but there are times that he's definitely been questionable. And there there was a, a quote that I saw the other day that he was talking about how he was still struggling to get used to the bubble. And this mm-hmm. is after five or six games. And for yeah. me, it's basketball. Like, is, is the environment different? Yes, it is. Are we in the middle of a pandemic? By golly, we are. But you're not the only one that's having to deal with this. It'd be different if he was on a different level as every other player. But it's even playing field, except for maybe Orlando. You know, maybe they feel better because they're closer to home. But I I don't know. But when it comes down to it, they're all on the same level. Everybody dealing with the same stuff. He's got a family. He's got kids. Maybe there's extra stress there. Whatever. That's that's everyday life. For sure. This is your job. If you're going to be, you know, the, the best player in the world, if you're going to be a potential MVP, uh, on his shoulders. Uh, Anthony Davis, he's not a winner. Craig and I have talked about this. He, uh, Craig's been saying that for years. Uh, you can't rely on him to lead the way. Uh, LeBron's going to have to drag him into wins. That's what he's done. A fantastic player. But when it comes down to it, he's just not that guy. And everybody else, I mean, if you look at their, their roster, they're just a – it's a band of misfits. It doesn't surprise me that the chemistry is not great. It's mm-hmm. just there are a bunch of guys that are all probably fantastic and pick up basketball, but you put them on an NBA court, it, it's a mixed bag of is J.R. Smith going to shoot 8 for 10 from 3 or is he going to shoot 0 for 12? Nobody knows. It's a question mark. It's very inconsistent. So it will be interesting to see what type of consistency, what type of rotations they deal with. Uh, Frank Vogel, he's a – He's a good coach. He's not a great one. Uh, LeBron is probably a good coach. He's not a great one. Uh, I don't know if they're in duties there or what, but I think you look at the Thunder and the the Billy Donovan, Chris Paul dynamic, and you put that up against any other uh, coach and lead player dynamic in the NBA, and you're hard-pressed to find something that's that's, uh, as quality as that. So, again, to sum all this up, it's on LeBron's shoulders. He, he, and I'm can they carry it? Can I'm not carry saying, it? I don't know. I'm not saying that they're going to come out and get upset in the first round right. or that they're even going to struggle against, you know, either Portland or Memphis. But um, I will say it's definitely something to worry about. We've seen LeBron's team, whether he's in Miami or Cleveland, limp into the playoffs, some still end up in the finals. So uh, I, I just definitely think it's something to, to keep an eye on, though. Yeah, three and five is definitely a disappointment, and that's that's a good a good thought there, Craig. When you're talking about the Lakers, okay, we got just over uh, seven minutes left, so let's wrap this up. Uh, Oklahoma City, Houston starts the playoffs on Tuesday evening. Uh, Craig, is this uh, when I think about this series, the two the first two things that come to my mind: injured Russell Westbrook, 
probably going to miss one game, maybe two games, maybe more with that quad. And then I just, I mean, I'm, I am a huge fan of Steven Adams in this matchup. Is it deeper than that in your mind? Give, give me something else that I might be missing Rockets and Thunder. Um, I definitely think the Thunder, you know, if Russ is going to be out for a game or two, obviously has to come out and take advantage of that. Uh, despite, you know, what certain Rockets fans may think, there's no doubt that they are better when he's on the court uh, as far as just the overall contribution as well as his scoring. Um, so if he is out, I think that is a, a big advantage that the Thunder need to to uh, to take on there. And then, like you said, with Steven Adams over P.J. Tucker, I mean, they're going to be so undersized with the Thunder's lineup. Even Nerlens Noel, who hasn't been playing well, I think he can have some moments to shine in the series give Adams a little bit of a break. Oftentimes we see Nerlens come in and kind of get bullied around. He doesn't have too much, you know, umph on him there. But I think this is a series where he can really shine to uh, move around and spread the floor. And, um, I mean, to me, I'm not trying to make it seem like it's going to be a cakewalk for the Thunder. That's not going to be the case whatsoever. But I do think that this is a very winnable series. I think that uh, – are we 2-1 and one against them in the regular season? Right. Three and two. two and okay. Uh, I mean, I think we saw um, the Thunder do play a lot of uh, very good defense on James Harden, uh, limited his chances to go to the free throw line. And uh, I think if that's something the Thunder can do in this series, um, obviously that's going to be the big key. You don't want to let James Harden score 20 something odd points from the free throw line, um, as well as what he's going to do from beyond the arc. Zach, the Rockets have shot uh, poorly against Oklahoma City in the regular season matchups. Real quickly, give us one key there for Oklahoma City. It's just closing out on shooters. Uh, any, any one of them will shoot the ball. Uh, I'm not going to say any of them will make it because you never know what kind of night Russell Westbrook's going to have. If he's healthy, you never know who, who's on and who's not. The fact of the matter is they shoot a bunch of them when you shoot a bunch, some of them are bound to find the bottom of the net. You got to close out on shots, make every single shot difficult and if you can do that and keep James Harden off the free throw line one way or another whether he's driving or, or flopping out outside the arc it doesn't matter keep him off the free throw line close out on shooters all around and they've got a very good good opportunity in this game I was looking at betting odds and the Thunder is actually one of the biggest underdogs in mm. first rounds uh, which was surprising to me because I feel like this is a a solid matchup for Oklahoma City so uh, one thought I just had was Billy Donovan put Darius Baisley at the five on a number and a number of opportunities for the last few mm -hmm. games. I feel like that might've been an experiment to see how it would go. Right. If it comes down to, we try to match their small ball with our own small ball. And if that's the case, I love it. Uh, he, he's performed very well. He's a guy that can, he can roam around the paint a little bit and pop out and, and shoot that three. So if uh, he ends up getting matched up with PJ Tucker defensively, just, push Tucker out to the corner where he likes to shoot and make sure you close out on him. And then besides that, just take him to the hoop. He, he's not quick enough to keep Baisley in front of him. So just a lot of different things you can try here. Uh, I don't think you stick with him for too long. If, if it's not working, move on. You, you've got a series, but the fact of the matter is you have to take advantage of uh, any time that Russell Westbrook's sitting out. That's what for you sure. do. All right, quick, real quick, lightning round. Um, just tell me who you think is going to win. Uh, we're going to go through the playoff series starting in the East, Brooklyn, Toronto, Craig. Uh, Toronto. But really quick, with, no, no, no. I just you, if you want to, okay. you can. But yeah, let's go Toronto in in six. Okay, uh, Zach, Brooklyn, Toronto, Tor Toronto in five. I'm with Zach, Toronto in five. Uh, Philadelphia, Boston, Zach. 
I like Boston in six. Really? Okay. Craig? I, I'm with you, Boston in six. I, I'm, I'm going to go five with, with the Celtics just because of no Ben Simmons. I think that makes a big difference. Orlando out Milwaukee, can, uh, can, the, can the Magic work against the Greek Freak? Sorry with you, Craig. No. All right. Uh, it's going to be a sweep. Milwaukee with the sweep, Bucks Zach? The sweep. Yeah, I got Bucks in three. All right, I'm with you on the sweep. <laughs> okay, uh, Miami and the Pacers. I think this is going to be a fun series. Zach, start with you. I got Indiana in seven. You said Indiana in seven? Yes. Craig? I'm going to take Miami in seven. I've been big on them. I know they struggled in the bubble, but I'm going to take them in seven. Not just because he's family. I'm going with Craig. Um, Heat in seven. All right, move over to the West. We're going to start with um, Oklahoma City, Houston. Let's just jump into that one. Craig? All right, give me the thunder in six. Zach? Uh, I, I, my heart says thunder and six. I really want to sweep because there's a good chance I'm going to miss all of or part of oh, games five big and six. Here, huh? So uh, my heart says six, but uh, I'm I'm going to say sweep just for funsies. Okay, I'm I'm going to stick with you guys with six because I think if it goes seven, uh, that's going to be bad news for Oklahoma City. Um, let's go with uh, let's just say for the sake of discussion here, uh, Portland and L.A. Craig. Sorry, Zach. It's your turn um, to go do, first. Sorry, Zach. I'm gonna say Lakers in five. Okay, Craig. I think Portland will make it interesting. Um, or yeah, I'm gonna go Lakers as well in five. Yeah, give me Lakers in five. Okay. Uh, other side of the Western Conference bracket, you've got Utah and Denver, Craig. Ooh. Um, with the way Utah played has been playing lately, I got to go Denver. How many? Um, five. Five. Zach. Same. Denver and five. Give me a give me a nugget sweep there. We got just a few seconds left. Dallas and my Clippers, Zach. Uh, I'm gonna say Clippers and five. Craig. I think Luca will keep it interesting, but it's gonna be Clippers and six. Luca is gonna have a huge series. Just mark that down. As a Clippers fan, I'm saying that Luca will be a star. He already is, but he will shine bright in this series. I like my Clippers and six. That's gonna wrap it up. You can find the Thunder Guys on Twitter at the Thunder Guys. All the content online, Heartland-Sports.com. Also on Twitter, Sports Heartland at Sports Heartland on Twitter. He's Zach. He's Craig. I'm Matt. You guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll be back to talk playoffs. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.